You're listening to Doctrine and Duty, podcast of Brian Ray, Senior Pastor of Alexander Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia, where biblical theology meets everyday Christian life. Greetings, beloved, in the wonderful name of King Jesus. I hope y'all are having a great day today, whatever day it is, whether it's daytime, nighttime, in between time. Whenever you find the time to log in and check out this podcast, I'm so thankful to have you join me. So welcome to another episode of Doctrine and Duty. And today, uh, we are continuing down the road of theological and practical unity, church unity, the biblical doctrine. And we're going to jump right in. Uh, thank you, by the way, for <clears throat> for being a part of our podcast, and praise the Lord for you. We're going to jump in now with John's Gospel, John chapter 15. I'm going to read to you the text, and then we'll, well, I'll go back and uh, point some things out here. But the text, obviously, very much worth reading. John 15, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does not bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me, and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. I remember preaching through John's gospel one time, and I had a a sermon that I titled, Fruit, No Fruit, Fruit, More Fruit, Much Fruit. Most fruit, I can't remember exactly, but um, it was all about the fruit, and certainly that is all in the text. But what you what you find in John's Gospel, chapter fifteen, as it applies to church unity, you see this powerful uh, display of unity between Father and Son, and be- and between Son and a church, and between Father and children, and so. Um, and of course, there's there's practical, um, strong practical warnings as well when it when it comes to the to the section where it talks about um, not abiding, uh, not being united with Christ, thrown away like a branch in verse six and withers, and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. Um, I think that warns against division and disunity because uh, when when we are divided and dysfunctional and disunited, we are outside of God's will, and we run the risk of His judgment and His discipline upon us. Going back, however, to the beginning, Jesus says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser, every branch in me. So that's key. He is the vine, and we are the branches. And I love this text because it's both positional and practical. So it says, every branch in me. So very from the very get-go in this text, we come to the understanding that we are in Christ. Uh, and it is the understanding that that is our standing, if you know what I mean. Our standing is in Him. We we can't stand in and of ourselves. We can't stand in and of our sin. 
uh, we can't stand in and of the world. But our our spiritual standing slash status slash position is in Christ. And because we are in Christ as believers, then we can stand. We can stand against sin. We can stand before a holy God in prayer, seeking the, the will and the favor of God, petitioning God, intercessing uh, for others, uh, on behalf of others, to God. And so we have this special relationship because we are in Christ. But it says, every branch of me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes. Part of the, the process of being a disciple of Christ is the pruning process. And that's never a, a, a joyful process. As a matter of fact, on a very practical level, and now, let me back up a minute. I suppose there are some people who like to prune, trim um, their bushes. Now, I don't really mind it so much, but when, when I have to do it three or four times a year, it gets a little bit aggravating. We have some, you know, what I, I consider to be nice little bushes in front of our home. Um, but but the moment that you think everything's fine in life, you just you just walk out the front door and, and it's like some something terrible, like someone came to your home and sabotaged you and made all of these sprigs uh, jump up out of these bushes to where they look so disheveled and unkempt. It looks like somebody has like major, major issues. And I'm like, what in the world? What has happened here? How could this have happened? I just trimmed these. And then I think, oh, yeah, a couple of months ago, I guess it was. Not a fun process, in my opinion. Now, if I had one or two, it would be okay. But when you get into 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 or so, then it gets a little bit overwhelming. And so the pruning process, the trimming process, is not always easy. But every time I'm finished, I have a sense of completion and fulfillment. I think, ah, this is fantastic. Look at these bushes. These bushes look amazing. It's, it's, it's like homorama right here. What's going on? This is great. And that's kind of the way it is in our relationship with the Lord whenever... He prunes us. The process is not very fun, not very joyful, but the finished product is we're closer to the Lord. We're more faithful in our Christian walk, our Christian duties before God. We're more obedient, more joyful, more thankful. He does mention in verse 3 that you were clean because of the Word, and I, I see that as <clears throat> the fact that we're dealing with saved people here. Verse 4, he says, Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Here's the deal. As we are united in Christ positionally, we and by the way, that's the work of Christ. So please get this straight in your mind. Positionally, abiding in Christ is the work of Christ. Practically, abiding in Christ is the work of man. Okay, it's the work of the believer. Born again, men and women, boys and girls before God. So positionally, that is on Christ. Practically, daily, that is on us. So when you get saved, except Christ is your Savior and Lord, uh, and you um, come into the family of God, your, your sins are forgiven, heaven is your home, you're in Christ. At that point, that is what Christ has done. So positionally, we abide in Christ because of His work. But practically, our daily abiding in Christ, the, the unity that we should have with, with the Lord through the Holy Spirit, that comes because of our obedience. And when we are not united with Him, Practically, that becomes because of our disobedience. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. We have to remember that. Apart from Christ, <clears throat> we are nothing, we have nothing, and quite literally, we can do nothing. And so uh, we would do well to remember that. If anyone, uh, let's see, in verse 7, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. People... 
take this verse and a couple others uh, like it that Jesus has has given us, and and they take from that the, the name it claim it type theology. That okay, Jesus said I just got to pray for it and it's going to happen. And I still people I still hear people um, voicing that today, and I'm like, wow, what confusion! I, I can't imagine going through life and just wanting something and just praying for it. And and then what do I do when I don't get it? That's got to be disturbing. That's got to be disconcerting. That's got to be sad. Um, and so when you pray according to the will of God, God does work alongside our prayers, but that's as we pray according to the will of God. Ask whatever you wish. Yes, as you are submitted, as you are abiding. That means, listen, you know just like I do, when you abide in Christ, when you are united with Him, when you are obedient to the Lord, you pray differently than when you're not. I mean, there have been times where I've been away from the Lord and I've prayed for all kinds of way cool stuff. Didn't get it. I've prayed for people to be harmed. Praise the Lord, didn't happen. I've prayed for all sorts of crazy things when I'm separated from the Lord. But when I'm united with Christ, it seems that my a lot of times my prayers line up with, with God's will because I'm seeking to be submissive to the Lord and I'm very careful and cautious about what I pray and how I pray and how often I pray. It says in verse 8, By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. Um, as we are united in Christ and united together as the body of Christ, we should be bearing fruit. And, and the bearing of fruit for the glory of God proves our discipleship, proves that we are the Lord's. And then I love this last section where Jesus says, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. So we're united positionally, we're united practically, but we're also united in love. And, of course, we love him because he first loved us. God demonstrated his own love toward us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God is love. We have all these love passages, and we should be united in love so that we love the Lord and we love our neighbors. We love the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and we love our neighbors as ourselves. Uh, Jesus says, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I've spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. Well, hallelujah. I want the joy of God in my life, and I I don't want just a little bit of it. I want it to be full. And this is the promise of Christ. If we are a people who are in Christ, so we're saved. That's the work of Christ, positionally. And then practically, we're seeking to do the will of God. We're seeking to be in fellowship, in unity with the Lord uh, and His will. Then, then the desire there that is met is that we have joy. And I see so many believers who don't have joy, and I'm wondering what's, what's going on here. It doesn't mean you've got to be jolly all the time. It doesn't mean you've got to be bubbly all the time. But there's a deep, joy runs deep, beloved. Joy runs deep into our veins and our souls and our bones and our marrow, spiritually speaking. Joy is something that, that no one can take from you, but you can certainly give it away. He says that your joy may be full. May we know the the fullness and the peace of God's joy for His glory. Well, in chapter 13, verse 35 of John's Gospel, just just a little bit of a recap, but it says something very similar to what we've already heard in, in John 15. It says, John 13, 35, By this all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. So we're united positionally, we're united practically, and we're united in love for the glory of God. Uh, <clears throat> let me pray for you, all right? Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for your goodness toward us. Thank you um, uh, for positional unity and practical unity and unity and love. 
Father, we thank you for the Word of God. We thank you, Lord, that you would call us to be a people of your Word. Thank you for your rescue. Thank you for your, your loving us unconditionally. Thank you for pursuing us, Lord, when we don't deserve to be pursued. Thank you that, um, that Jesus is the vine and we are the branches, and Father, that you are the vine dresser. Thank you for the difficult pruning process. Thank you for what you do in our hearts and lives. Lord, help us to be the, the church that you have called us to be. Help us to be a faithful people. For it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Okay, well, listen, beloved, uh, you all take care. Have a, have a Jesus-filled day, and I look forward to, to uh, speaking to you next time. Take care. You've been listening to Doctrine and Duty, a podcast of Alexander Baptist Church, located at 4316 Pamela Court, Chesapeake, Virginia. Join us Sundays at 10 a.m. and find us online at abch.org.